Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. Usually when we bring this man on, it is uh, to preview the game of the week that he is calling for the Touchdown Radio Network, which we are carrying, Michigan and Maryland, which there's a whole there's a whole cloud around that, and we'll probably get to that at some point with him uh, today, but that will be on 9, 10 a.m. Um, but... This is a little bit of a different visit because uh, our next guest is the 1992 Heisman Trophy winner, a man who threw for over 7,000 yards during his time at uh, the University of Miami, was uh, an All-American, seventh overall pick in the NFL draft, and now he has the honor of getting his number retired by the U, Gino Toretto. How you doing, my man? Uh, I'm doing great, but you uh, you moved up my pick by about seven rounds. Oh, sorry, seventh, seventh round, round pick. pick. Sorry, not, not seventh this, overall I, I pick. I would have loved to seventh have been the seventh pick. pick. Then I'd have, have a few more shekels in my pocket. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> uh, well, how cool is this, though? You're getting your number retired at, at the U this weekend. The, and that has got to be something that uh, I would have figured that your number was already up there for quite some time, probably back when they were playing in the Orange Bowl, the number was up there. But what does this mean to you to, to be in that exclusive company of having your number retired at the University of Miami? Well, it's a, a tremendous honor. It's only the, the fifth jersey, you know, retired by the school. Um, you know, it's going to be great to see. I, I request they're going to do it at halftime. So I requested any guy I played with from 88 to, to 92 to come down on the field. Um, so it'll be a bunch of teammates, probably some I haven't seen in a while, um, that all were, all were a part of it. You know, I mean, it's like you made our teams better, you know, without team success, you can't have individual success. And, uh, it's just, you know, it's humbling to be recognized, um, by the school this song after I'm glad I'm still alive. <laughs> like <he> said. <laughs> Cause unfortunately I've had some teammates already pass on. So, uh, it, it, it's a humbling honor. Do you know what was it like when when they kind of told you what what was going to happen for you as far as you know going through that process and and letting you know you were going to be one of those five numbers up there? Well, it's just you know and the, you know and like I when when I first heard I was it was funny because the the athletic director Dan Rick coach called me and I over to his office in the summer and I you know I go over there and and I, I seriously I was like well why are you asking me I can't go back and play anymore <laughs> I. I 
I mean, yes. I mean, yes. I mean, it's, you know, a, a tr- tremendous honor. And then when we started getting into the details of it, I just said, listen, you know, none of these guys that, of the other four would have had their jerseys retired without great teams, yeah. teammates, coaches, and, and everything that, that this community did to support us. I mean, we were undefeated in the Orange Bowl for five years. We were 25-0. and 0. We were 55-5 and 5 in five years. I mean, you know, that takes a lot of people, and it's not just me. And I wanted, you know, those other people recognized as well and to be there with me because, you know, no matter if they were on the scout team or, hell, I was on the scout team making them better, um, you know, everything kind of wake, worked out, and it was it was a great time. And, uh, you know, it, it, it they need to be recognized as well. So it's just, uh, you know, it's awesome. And in these schools, I mean, heck, you guys see it. I mean, well, I see broadcasting a game. It's like the amount of duplicate numbers, and and the schools don't like retired numbers anymore. I don't know how we did it when I was in school. We didn't have duplicate numbers, but uh, apparently, apparently, everybody wants to wear the same uh, same jersey in, in college now. <laughs> so, so what happens to your number uh, that it's now being used? Do you just get to rip it off the guys at halftime when they're walking in and say no more? <laughs> So they basically they created a patch. So there's two there's two players, an offensive guy and a defensive. I think uh, a defensive tackle and a receiver that are wearing 13 now. So they now there's going to be a patch on their number. It says my name 88 to 92, and uh, so if they continue wearing 13, it's going to be on there. And then as soon as they graduate, um, the number you know gets retired, won't be used. Uh, unless you know some hot shot like Dan Marino comes in and says, "I want number 13 or <laughs> and, and, and Mario Cristobal or whoever the head coach is in, in 25 years says, "Hey, uh, this kid really wants to go to Miami, but he will only go if he can wear 13." So then I have to, you know, tell them that uh, that they can wear that at, the, at that point in time. So you know, it's something that's really cool about. You know your story in getting to that point is you were part of two national championship teams, eighty nine and ninety one, and the the first one you were sitting on the bench for, and it was wait your turn to. Well, to, I started four year. I started four games that one. So four, four know, games I, of that. I don't, I don't know if there's season? another Heisman Trophy winner that started in two seasons of a national championship. The, the four, the last four of, of that one behind Craig Erickson, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I started. Uh, yeah, he broke his hand in week. Uh, two or three yeah and I started four games in the middle of that year so uh you know had a had a, a you know not as big a role as as starting for all 12 and 91 but uh you know that that backup quarterback uh is is pretty important at some point in time you don't want him to be but uh <laughs> well and that's <laughs> what I that's what I was going to ask is that in those early years like you know the the Heisman winning a Heisman trophy being the dude and throwing for 3,000 yards in a, in a national championship season like that is the highlights that everybody talks about but you know do you have memories from those early days where you were sitting there and you're not the guy and you are waiting your turn and saying you know we don't see that anymore with the the era of the portal the transfer portal now and and all that like it's hard for guys to wait their turn and you know what was kind of a a lasting memory that you have where you know you're sitting here your number 13 is going to go up and uh it's going to be retired this weekend but of those early years where maybe you're sitting there going all right it's going to be a long wait in this line well i would say this so um you know my redshirt year obviously you're not going to play in my second year i got a chance to to start and my second start i broke the school record for passing i threw for 468 yards threw for more yards in a game than kozar testaverde walsh craig erickson jim kelly everybody 
So then I, you know, I start two more games and I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm never going back to the bench. I'm going to start four years here at Miami and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to win the Heisman Trophy. You know what I mean? You yeah. think of all the things that could happen. And then, uh, you know, we lost to Florida State. I, I went back to the bench, but there's no question. I mean, I thought, you know, as we were ending the 89 season where we won a national championship, I'm like going, well, I mean, do I transfer somewhere else? Mm-hmm. But back in those days, you had to sit out a season. The The best opportunity or the best um, opportunity I had to transfer would have been somebody that recruited me out of high school. Well, the guy that was the that recruited me out of high school and that offered me was Dennis Erickson at Wazoo. And he's now my head coach at Miami. So, like, I would have had to, like, pre-transfer portal. I, I would have had to, I guess, build a relationship with some other coach and just say, Hey, you know, here's my film. Uh, can I can I come there? And but you know, I'm gonna have to sit out a year. I'm like, hell, I might as well sit the bench in Miami. Yeah. One year, I got a better chance of winning a national championship there than than anywhere else. Um, so I try to tell these kids now, you know, of listen, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, and sometimes it takes you know some time to sit there, and you may be ready to play right right this second. But, you know, it, it, with this transfer portal and all that stuff, it's you don't see a lot of the that kind of commitment um, and, and guys just sticking to their original original school. So uh, my story might not have ended out the same way if it was it was it was in today's day and age, because I really didn't have an opportunity to move anywhere without sitting out of here. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Gino, you you played on a team that featured a guy like Warren Sapp. So when you get everybody back together... When, when guys come together for, for moments like this, what's a story that pops up in the room that everybody just kind of just immediately oh just comes to, to mind for everyone? Well, I mean, I, you know, you're Northwest. Cortez Kennedy was a Juco guy when I came same year. I mean, just, you know, his dominance. Russell Maryland was a couple of years older than me. And then Sap, Sap, Sap had the best hands of anybody on our team, and that includes my wide receivers. I mean, he came in as a 260-pound tight end, Ran four eight and and was legit and I tried to get him to pull that pull his red shirt. I'm like going, he can start at tight end right now, <laughs> but Carmelowitz and Ogeron, our D line coaches, are like, no, 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 he's he's going to move to D line. Um, but you know, I I just think of you know all the stories before. I'd probably I'll, I'll give you a, a great story. I would say, and this was when I wasn't starting at the end of uh, we played in the Cotton Bowl in 1990 we ended up beating texas like 46 to 3 
And there was an offensive lineman they had, Stan Thomas, talking all kinds of smack because Russell Maryland won the Lombardi. <laughs> and he's literally in the paper saying, tell Russell to bring the Lombardi of the game. I'm going to take it from him Ooh. during the game. Okay, so he's going this. And Russell, it, like his nickname was Mr. Conscious, like nicest guy in the world. Like you, you would, you know what I mean? You want your yeah. daughter to marry the guy. I mean, like it, it was amazing. He was so docile and he'd get on the field and just kick people's butt. So the games in Texas, now we, we'd normally go playing for a national championship. We're not playing for a national championship. Our athletic director at the time told us we could, we were going to go play the highest ranked team. We could. Well, the highest ranked team was Georgia Tech at two. And we didn't go to the Citrus Bowl because we went to the Cotton Bowl because it was more money for the school. So right now we're pissed because we're at three and we're playing four instead of playing number two mm-hmm. to try to get a share of the championship. Well, it's like ice storm, just horrible weather in in Texas. And guys were pissed. I mean, we're used to the Orange Bowl. We're mm-hmm. taking a, a booze cruise and, you know what I mean, it's sun fun <laughs> and all this stuff, right? And guys were pissed. And the night before the game, we get in a team meeting, and literally, I mean, guys started, you know, Russell started getting fired up. And and then it was like there were some bad words talked about the city of Dallas. Then Kevin Williams, who was a play for the uh, Cowboys, Jesse Armstead from Dallas. There's like eight guys from Dallas on the team. Well, you know that shirt says, don't mess with Texas. Mm-hmm. Like, guys from Texas believe that stuff. And they literally, there was almost a brawl amongst our team the <laughs> night before the game. Like, the Texas guys against everybody else <laughs> wanted to fight. And and I'm sitting there, I'm like, going, good Lord, they are going to get destroyed tomorrow. I mean, this is going to be awful, awful. And Robert Bailey, one of our DBs, he ended up playing like 15 years in the league. He goes, I'm going to run down on kicks because big games, starters were like, put me in on special teams, when, at least when I, you know, when I played. And Robert Bailey goes, I'm going to run down on the opening kick, and I'm going to knock the guy out. You know, and you're thinking, yeah, this guy's smoking. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. I'll be God darn, he didn't run down. He literally decleated their return guy, KO'd the guy on the field, knocked the guy out, needed to be wheeled off, done with, done with the game. And it was just, it was on from there. I mean, so that that was just kind of the attitude we had back <laughs> back then. But that that, that always is, is kind of, because, hell, I was scared of my teammates the night before the game. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, that, that story, though, kind of encapsulates, like, what a football team is, though, right? I mean, you're a guy from Northern California. You're, you're a Bay Area guy. And you go down to Miami, you got guys from Texas, and kind of that melting pot that you can get in a locker room. You can't replicate that in any other in any other place because in football you got a hundred guys in the locker room, man. In those stories can be so wild in, in variance from the docile times to where you're trying to rip each other's throats out. What that time was a rallying cry, right? Was there another game that you remember where it was it was like all right, we're all pulling in the same direction, and you remember it was kind of that us-against-the-world mentality that we know from the You documentary that was on ESPN? Oh, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know about it. any uh, – I mean, literally every game we thought. You know, it yeah. was, it was you know, whether it was Florida State, um, you know, whether it was Penn State. I mean, we, we always – 
you know, went out there and were like, hey, everybody's rooting against us but us. And I think it was, you know, that, that helps fuel you. That helps fuel your preparation. It helps fuel, you know, how hard you're going to work in practice. It helps fuel during the game. Um, but there's, but there's no question. And I, and I would agree. There's nothing like, you know, you, you get thrown in a locker, locker room with a hundred guys, 105 guys from all over the world, all over the country. And, you know, guys, totally different backgrounds. And you know what? It, you can fight like your family, but you're always family and always pulling the, pulling the same rope. And, and, um, that's, that's why it just to me is, you know, especially college football is like, man, there's, there is absolutely nothing better than, than that because you, you grow up, you know, you talk about Warren Sapp. I mean, he was a little pup when I was like, when, you know, when I was leaving, um, you know, and he, he still calls me my quarterback because I gave him a national championship for his freshman year in 91. So that, that's, those are the kinds of things. And, and you, you grow up together. You, you turn eight, heck, most of us turned 18 together and became adults together. And, uh, no, it's a lot of, a lot of great memories. And, and it's just, uh, it's, it's always, that's, that's kind of that X factor with any team. Yeah. to win a national championship. It's like all these teams that are in the top 20 have great coaches. They have great staffs. They have great support. But it's like, are you going to do that little bit of extra during the week where Saturday it's going to show up and you're going to win the game? Gino, kind of pivoting to what's going on in the college football world right now, what the hell do you make of everything that's going on with Michigan? The the sign stealing, the the way it's been looked at. The, let me back that up a little bit. First of all, are you okay with how they went about gathering other team signs? Uh, I'm not because as a rule, you can't yeah. go to other teams' games. You know, outside of I mean, you get game film, so you can break down game film. Now, during a game, an actual game, you're going to try to steal signals. You're going to, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, Warren Sapp goes, listen, come on, we're not, we're not in, in chemistry class or physics class. You know, yellow 80, what's the <laughs> L? That means they're going to the left. Green 90, you know what I mean? That means they're going to the right. So you, you get little cues like that during a game. But to be able to go into a game, and, you know, if a guy's looking at the sidelines and he sees, I don't know, some picture of the Boston Red Sox logo and he knows that that play, I mean, that's a tremendous advantage. I mean, you know, from, a, from as a player, now they're saying the players didn't know, but if the players didn't know, the coaches see that and just say, hey, you know, think of this. Remember this as we prepared. And then they do it and they're like, man, coach is right on today. You know, and they, you know so I, I don't because there's enough – footage being exchanged where you can prepare to, to, to play your, you know, your opponent, um, how the NC two A's, I guess it's more the big 10 because the NC two A's just kind of sitting on their hands with everything. They just, they don't want to get sued regardless of whatever decision they make. Um, but there must be, you know, like I said, you know, before there's, there's some fire somewhere because when people start losing their jobs, they must they must have some information that that we're not going to see and and I don't know if we're ever going to see you know all of the all of the details 
Well, we have the game. It's Michigan uh, heading to Maryland to take on the Terrapins at the Touchdown Radio Network. Brett Nolan and uh, Dolan and Sage Rosenfeld is going to be on the call. You're not going to be there, but uh, you have bigger fish to fry as you're going into the Hall of Fame, man. What an honor it is, and uh, or not the Hall of Fame. You're getting your number retired as 10th-ranked Louisville. Heads down to Miami, man. Gino, thank you so much for taking some time with us, and uh, congratulations again yeah, congrats, because Gino. it's an it's a, what an accomplishment. It's it's an awesome honor, and it just goes even further on your resume, man. It's it's really cool. I appreciate it, guys. There he is, uh, Gino Toretta. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.